Movie Sucktastic is a podcast about bad movies and the people that love them. But it's more than just a podcast. It's an, also an online presence. If you want to know more about Movie Sucktastic or want to become a part of Movie Sucktastic, you can find us on Facebook. You can find us on Twitter, at Movie Sucktastic. You can find our blog at boothreviews.blogspot.com. Or if you want to give your own reviews that we might use on the show, you can go to reviews.moviesucktastic.com and check out our, our own little lunch.com community for Movie Sucktastic. Check us out and become a part of the show because the only thing more fun than a bad movie is sharing it. We are looking at the collapse of Western Europe. Darkest Hour is absolutely magnificent and electrifying. You have the weight of the world on your shoulders. Now is the time to negotiate. And now winner of the Golden Globe for Best Actor. Gary Oldman gives the performance of a lifetime. You cannot reason with a tiger when your head is in its mouth! This is as good as it gets. Darkest Hour. You're listening to Movie Sucktastic. Hello there. Hi. How are you? I'm I'm fine. Can we stop watching war films now, please? Yeah, right. <laughs> oh. oh, lordy, lordy, lord. I'm gonna remember to do this right now. Doing and what? I... What are we doing? Well, um, I have all of these. Uh, all of these files playing in the background and I have to get rid of them because if I don't it won't loop properly <laughs> and here's the thing I'm not supposed to be saying any of this it's just supposed to be distracting everyone while I do it <laughs> oh yes welcome everyone to movie sucktastic this yeah. is uh, yet another I think this is our fourth episode where we're reviewing Oscar films films that are nominated for best picture in our countdown to the Oscars or as I like to call it, the most overrated night of the year. Yeah, yeah. This this was a this this was something we both looked forward to at one point in our lives. I don't know. I was explaining the work to somebody. Say, oh yeah, you know, this is my Super Bowl. We do all this. We watch them. And we rate. You know, we guess this. We get together and stuff. So, oh, you love the Oscars, eh? Says, no, I hate them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if you would explaining it to someone, it's just like. That would be their natural reaction, that we love the Oscars. It's like, no, we actually don't like them. And then after the Oscars, we put cigarettes out on our arms. You know, it's just... For fun. Just to feel something. I, 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 <laughs> I, I don't understand it myself, but we're still doing this. We are. Um, and there's nine movies this year. If there's a year to skip it, it's this one. I don't want to review nine movies. No... But but to be fair, so far I don't think we've actually had a film that I, I like hated so far. You know I you know I, I, I and pardon me, but I think my eyes are on fire. Oh. I don't know. I must have touched something and touched my eyes. On fire! Oh my eh? god! <laughs> uh, but ignore me. Um, ignore the squinty. So what have we reviewed so far? We reviewed The Shape of Water. Which never was... pour salt in your eyes. Always, always pour, pour salt, salt in your in eyes. Your eyes. <laughs> uh, my eyes are killing me, Dave. Oh. Um, yeah, we, we reviewed we uh, The Shape of Water. That was our first review. Three billboards. And then last... Three billboards. And last week we did three billboards, and 
Um, uh, get out. Get out. Right, Lo- and all every three, year we all- try to keep as many... What? No, I was going to say, and we loved all three of those movies. Oh, yeah. No, they were all... You know, all... And I, I like Shape of Water more than I, I had planned on. Yeah. Uh and we, what we tried to do recently is we, we review two movies a week, and we try to group them so there's a theme between each two films. And last week it was uh, Get Out and Three Billboards because they both had a racial component. And this week, right. what's the connection between uh, these two films again? I'm a little vague on that. The connection, well, you're joking, obviously. Um, <laughs> but the connection as... They're both and war the two, films. I'm sorry. The, I'm sorry. The two films I'm talking about are Darkest Hour and Dunkirk. It's just Darkest Hour. There's that other shitty January film called The Darkest Hour. That was the one where everyone was, was afraid of being in daylight. Right. That or was, they AKA took place in, Darkest Falls. <laughs> but it it was took place in Russia or some shit like that. Anyway. The the interesting thing, this is probably the the biggest connection between two films that oh. we've we've ever had for the mere <laughs> fact that Darkest Hour is about Winston Churchill, which is this is the first film we're reviewing. So just to let everyone know, we're reviewing Darkest Hour this episode. Right. It, if the trailer didn't tip you off. Well, yeah. Well, some people just skip that shit. What? I'm saying, yeah, good for them. Anyway, this film is about how Winston Churchill became prime minister of of Britain. So it chronicles that and it shows that, but it also shows him, him making these tough decisions. And one of them is Dunkirk. Mm-hmm. So, and then we're the next episode we're reviewing the film Dunkirk. These are two Oscar-nominated films, Best Picture Oscar-nominated films. You could literally edit these two films together and make one big film. I it'd be hope, a little disjointed. I'm but hoping someone do that. does that. Think about that. You can make. That's what I'm saying. I didn't think about it because I just said it. <laughs> well, no, I was just. You can make a like a three and a half hour film. Mm-hmm. I mean, this could have just been a three and a half hour film. And. Especially, uh, and you actually couldn't cut it this way. Maybe you could if you got a bit if you got a bit more inventive with the nonlinear stuff, uh, which we'll obviously talk about more with um, Dunkirk. Dunkirk. But Dunkirk begins the way Churchill or the way Dark Hours, Darkest Hour ends. Per, yeah, yeah. And that I was like, oh shit! You know, this is like, is this like a big joke? <laughs> it's, it's a, was there was there actually coordination? I mean, we're, we're seeing like Marvel Universe and stuff where they're they're actually working franchises through. Is this like a sub a sub franchise that like that was planned but we don't even know about? There's too many coincidences here. Because when I think I'm franchise, sorry. when I think franchise, I think Winston Churchill. <laughs> oh yeah, oh yeah. Um, can I just say again that Gary Oldman is winning Best Actor for this movie? There's just I, like there's I, no yes. dude there is no fucking doubt in my mind. I, I yeah. haven't I haven't seen everyone else yet, but there's no okay. Well, let's see who's left. So we have Daniel Kaluuya. He's we we watched Get Out last week. And he's not getting it. He's not going to get it. Denzel Washington. Great performance. He's not going to get it. Denzel Washington. Um. He might not, not get, it get it either because he's already won two. No. He's already won two. Yeah, this ain't like Philadelphia Part Two or anything. He's not. <laughs> no, he's not getting it. <laughs> wow. <laughs> um, then there's Gary Oldman for this. There's Timothy Chalamet from Call Me by Your Name. Daniel Day Lewis for the for Phantom Thread. And is there is that all five or is there one more? I don't have my list on me. I keep leaving it upstairs. I don't know why. Actually, I'm going to get it between the shows because I need to mark off stuff. Okay. So, but anyway, I mean, I've seen, I've seen two actors already, and I'm just there's nothing that now that I've seen Gary Oldman's performance in this, I'm still unconvinced that, or I'm still convinced that he will win Best Actor. As I go as I go through the films, I um I wouldn't. 
I wouldn't be surprised if I don't change my mind. Now it's well, it's look- like that one year that um, Adrian Brody won Best Actor for the the Pianist, and uh, that was like a long shot, and he won. But then I actually watched the film The Pianist. There was no doubt in my mind that he he deserved that Oscar that year. You don't realize that until you watch his performance in there, because everyone was just calling it a long shot. But once you've seen all the films and you see his performance, then it's it's a no-brainer at that point. Yeah. I don't even remember who he was up against. I think that was in 2002 he won the Adrian Oscar for Brody. that. Thanks for bringing up Adrian Brody. Yeah, well, just, yeah, you, you know, know what? For that. One of, one of my know, favorite films, I, and I believe I, it is one of your favorite films, is The Jacket. Yeah. I hate him, but man, he fucking acts his ass off in that film. It's awesome. <laughs> No, I, I was working in the basement over the weekend, and, and like there's this bass coming. From, I, I just moved like the sound system upstairs, so I'm hearing this noise. I was like, what, what, I wonder what she's watching. I go up, and I'm, and I'm thinking, she's not watching King Kong, is she? I go up, she's watching fucking King Kong. Peter Jackson, King Kong. Yeah, yeah, she has it on in the background. She's doing something else. I was like, why are you watching this? She's like, I don't know. This movie's horrible, isn't it? <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> oh, but, but here, here's the best part. I know I'm going to a slight tangent here, but it's only take a minute. Okay. Um, I moved my TV. I unplugged everything, so I lost my settings. Oh, no. So I've got that HD where everything looks like it's a soap opera now. It's like extra realistic. you got to turn it. It's called... Um, so every TV company calls it something different. I mean, you have... Yeah, but... But, yeah, but, I hate that. But here, here's the deal. Watch King Kong, watch King Kong with it. When you watch films like that with the, with the CGI special effects... Right. It it fucking puts a spotlight on them. The whole sequence where they're running with the dinosaurs, uh, you know, <laughs> underneath the feet and everything on, yeah. on the cliffs. Holly was like, "Rewind it! You got to see this. It's fucking amazing." Remember, it it it, lo- it looks like someone drew them on the fucking film. It's horrible. Oh, get out of here! It it makes it look so fucking worse. It's just it's insane how bad it is. It's it, it was the best. It was the that sequence is the funniest thing. In that crystal soap opera realistic video th- uh, HD, it's just it ruins it. I mean more. Yeah, I mean that scene is bad to begin with. Yeah, but it just it, it pops the all the all like all the when they have like an animated computer animated person running or something or they superimpose them or when they're running in place you know they're on a green screen it pops it's like you can't avoid noticing it you can't like oh suspension disbelief no he's running on a green screen I can fucking see it I can see the I can almost see the green screen it's like every shot is that shot from Lord of the Rings where they're on the stairs and they're falling <laughs> all right. Adrian Brody. But I'm sorry, I got sidetracked. Yeah. Well, and I'm going to sidetrack the sidetrack. So, Uh-oh. Adrian Brody yeah. was uh, in 2003. That was the year he won Best Actor. He was up against Nicolas Cage in Adaptation. Then he was up against Jack Nicholson in About Schmidt. Michael Caine in The Quiet American. And this was the major upset because everyone absolutely, myself included thought Daniel Day-Lewis was going to win for Gangs of New York. Playing, That's right. Uh, I remember you talking about that. Yeah, uh, playing Bill the Butcher. So that alone right there was just like, when they announced his, uh, Adrian Brody's name, it was it was a huge shock. And then, you know what? Daniel Day-Lewis ended up winning for There Will Be Blood. And mm-hmm. basically the character from There Will Be Blood is essentially Bill the Butcher. Just slight differences i mean they're not exactly the same but they're kind of the, the same so he ended uh, up winning anyway oscars love war films and holocaust films oh yeah and it, that's and adrian brody got it yeah. for both right so here so in, with this film you've got uh for best actor he's playing a cantankerous old lovable like a uh, stalwart he's it's, it's like uh it's, it's like a grumpy old men in parliament and Big Ben, and it's a period piece, <laughs> and it's a war film, right? And it's a it's technically a, it's a biopic. Fucking forget it. I mean, like it, it's just it's it's st- the chips are stacked against everybody else running against Gary Oldman. Yeah, it's no. just, and, and it's a great performance. I, not not but, to take any away from Gary Oldman. And and on top of all of that, completely overdue. He's completely overdue for an Oscar. Yeah. But. But I'm again, not saying everything that's he's what done. Achievements are for. Yeah, I know, but and I'm not saying that he 
everything he's done, because believe me, he's done some January movies, uh, is Oscar worthy. But for the most part, he's usually throwing in a good Oscar performance about every three or four years. He's not even, as a matter of fact, I'll look it up real quick. He, he's I don't one of those actors that even in bad films, he gives Oscar worthy performances. Yeah. He's like that fucking good. I think he's only been he, nominated once or twice. Dude, he's the only good thing about Lost in Space. <laughs> yeah. He he took the one character I thought they wouldn't get right, and he's the only one they get right in that film. It's, it's like, I, not even like oh he like copied him or anything. No, he he made that character his own, and he made that character fucking believable. That's how good Gary Oldman fucking is. He's the only good thing about Fifth Fucking Element. <laughs> get this shit, and I didn't even know this. Yes. I I said oh he, I think he's only been nominated twice. Meaning, I thought twice before, meaning this was maybe his third nomination. This, I get you. This right. is only his second nomination. His first uh-huh. nomination came in 2012, a mere six years ago, for Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. That's it. I still haven't gotten around to watching that. Mean, I tried watching it, fell asleep, never revisited it again. <laughs> I, I'm not into the espionage shit. I'm sorry. I, I don't know. find it, you know... And that was highly touted. Highly. Now, so that means he was never nominated for films like State of Grace. He was never nominated for films like JFK. Films professional. You, the professional. The f- films you'd think he would have maybe gotten a nomination for. And nothing. Sure. Absolutely nothing. So mm-hmm. I'm actually su- like hugely shocked that he has... His first nomination was like six years ago. So when I say he's long overdue, it's not like an Al Pacino scenario where Al Pacino was nominated eight times and then he won on his ninth nomination. I think he was nominated twice that year, and I believe it was for when he won Scent of a Woman, but he was also nominated for Best Supporting Actor for Tony Roma in... Oh, why can't I think of it? The fucking mammoth. Which mammoth? Uh, it's the one with Jack Lemon, where they're um. Glen Gary, Glen Ross. Yes, always be closing. Thank yeah. you, ABC. Mm-hmm. Oh, it just fucking anyway. He was nominated twice or that year. I, or as I, or as I like to call it, Reservoir Dogs without guns. <laughs> yeah. Um. So that year, they they were actually thinking. Not only was he definitely winning for Scent of a Woman, which he did, but they said he has a very good chance to win two Oscars in one year when he was nominated, you know, more than almost a dozen times previously. I think he was nominated nine times, something like that, and he never won. And I liked him in Scent of a Woman, but if you're going to give the man an Oscar, it should have been for Scarface, near almost 20 years before he actually won. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I guess, there's a good argument for that. I think it's a very good argument. So anyway. Yeah. Um, I don't know how much I'm going to have to say about Darkest Hour. It's a war film. I'm normally into the movies like that. And although I didn't dislike this movie, I just had a really hard time getting through it. Because not that it moves slow. I just didn't like the way it moved. I didn't like the way it felt. It just... I don't know. It just I didn't I didn't I, I didn't find myself attached to it. You know what? I I watched it after I watched Dunkirk. Okay. And because of that, I was less impressed with the direction, with the uh, the pacing, with the editing, just because. Uh, we'll get Dunkirk into Dunkirk. To a different level. Yeah. I know, but I'm just telling we'll- you why I kind of agree with you on that. Oh, okay. Um, I also, I also feel like it's you know what this film is a straight. We're going to show you what happened with Churchill. We're going to show you the progression of this whole thing of what happened. So we have to have a we have the character arc when we first meet him and how he refines himself and how he be, how he, you know, everything about him and this whole period where he goes from nobody trust me to I'm going to lead this country into battle victoriously. Uh, it's it's a predictable story arc. Uh, again, historical too. So predictability. Right kind of goes out the window so you really have to go with characters yeah i mean if if you know even a little bit about churchill you know at least a little bit of this story and even if you don't i mean you kind of know what's going 
where the mo- sure. movie's going. So it's, it has to get you through the cinematography and through how it's right. uh, the acting. It's not and like the um, there. Oh yeah, it's yeah. not like when one watched Inglorious Bastards, where it's like, hmm, not none of that's in the history books. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this <laughs> this is historically accurate for the most part. Well, um, uh, I guarantee if you if we look up now, you can find a whole list and and any film that is not a documentary is not going to be historically accurate because you right. can't be historically accurate and tell a story in the storytelling mode of a film. You can't do this it. That's true. One, you, one, you just can't. One of the things that I that I noticed that they nailed, and it was only because I was putting together slides for the slideshow, is the likenesses of the actors to their real counterparts. Like Bob mm-hmm. Mendelssohn playing King George. The if you look at the because I have a, a slide of a side by side shot, he looks a lot like fucking King George. <laughs> I mean, it, it and then obviously Gary Oldman looks like Churchill, but then there's a few other other characters like his wife. She looks very similar to the real woman that was Churchill's wife, and um, I can't remember the one. Uh, not uh, Halifax, the guy that plays Halifax. Halifax, yeah. Th- that guy looks a lot like the real person as well. And um, the other, the other actor. Oh, uh, what the hell's his name? Um, I'll get it super quick. But well, and funny thing about that is, I remember when um, he was the guy that uh, that, that got thrown out. Uh, he was prime minister. And they replaced him with uh, Chamber, uh, Chamberlain. Cham- Ch- Chamberlain, right? Was it Ronald? Is it Ronald Pickup? Yes, Ronald Pickup. Now, here's a crazy thing: Ronald Pickup in this movie looks to me he looks like fucking Albert Fish, and that <laughs> there you can't convince me otherwise. <laughs> that that dude is fucking Albert Fish in this movie. I'm not even going there. Yeah. Not even going there. No, it's okay. Don't go there. But the side-by-side of him is fucking uncanny, except the side-by-side is uh, Chamberlain as he's younger. But you could see, wow, age that Chamberlain in this picture by 30 years, and he's that dude. Like, it's that close. So they actually, they fucking nailed that. The The likenesses are off the chart as far as what they were able to do with that. Now, this movie, in my opinion, is also going to win for best makeup. There's no way you're putting all that shit on Gary Oldman where you could barely see, and for the most part, I don't think you can at all, any, anywhere the latex starts and ends with his real skin, it's, it's pretty much yeah. perfect. Maybe on the well, Blu-ray, maybe on the Blu-ray or on the 4K DVD, it's not going to look like that, but it, what, well, the, when, the way we watched it, it, I can't fucking, it's amazing. I'm watching it, and I'm thinking to myself, what was the last film I saw Gary Oldman in? Because, you know, you get that kind of thing these days. where We've talked about it before. We're used to watching these actors in the same film over and over and over again. Right. And then you watch, like, then you see them, like, 20 years, 10 years later. It's like, holy shit, what happened? Like, they seem to age in an instant. It's like, all of a sudden, they're 70. <laughs> and so I'm thinking, what was the last film I saw Gary Oldman in? Is he really this fat? Is it, is it, I mean, is this I, really him? I actually have, um, one of the slides that I have is him in the fat suit. There, okay. it, it's a behind-the-scenes shot of him in the in the fat suit. Uh, but I the, mean, he was ma- in he was in Dawn of the Planet of the Apes. That was only three years ago, and it just uh, oddly enough, I missed that one. He didn't pull a De Niro. Let's put it that way. Oh God, he was in RoboCop, which the remake. Oh. I still haven't seen the remake of RoboCop. You have? Yeah. I, I, I have no, Don't don't rush. Don't rush. Take I'm, your time. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. Yeah, but. I mean, Oh man, not cool. <laughs> We're gonna have to start getting down and dirty with our challenges after the Oscars and start making each other watch some shit that we should be watching. I already know a challenge that I'm that I I'm looking for an opportunity to challenge it to you because we I may did... have to we may have to do away with our rules and just like have like a month of like hurt you rounds. Like, dude, you're gonna watch fucking Twilight if it kills me. <laughs> we could do a I'm month. Of, we could do a month of hurt you stuff. Yeah, we could change yeah, it up we, a we bit. Yeah, we got to change it up a bit because we got we got to catch up on some stuff. Yeah, we could do Hurt Your Stuff, and 
yeah. What we'll do is, I don't even know the the last film. We did this the last time we did the Oscars. I don't know what was the last film and who challenged who, because we will always pick up from that point. But we could do a whole month of Hurtcha stuff and then go back to whoever's challenge is next. I have, mm-hmm. no, pro- I have no problem doing that. But um, I have the extended cut of Commando with Schwarzenegger. Yeah, I got that. That's gonna that has to be a challenge in the future. It has to be. I have so many funny stories growing up watching that. That well, we did we did we did Commando already, didn't we? No, we've never done Commando. We've never done Commando. Trust me, we've never huh. done Commando. You know, I think I watched it though, and I brought up a scene. Oh no, what film? What film am I thinking about with Schwarzenegger that we did? I could have sworn it was Commando. No. I mean, I'm not going to bring up our list, but it definitely wasn't oh. Commando. All right. We'll, we'll come back to that. The, there's now, the, there's the whole scene in that movie. I had to bring it up where he's talking with Sully, which is uh, uh, David Kelly, who was in oh, yeah. um, uh, Dreamscape. And yeah, yeah, yeah. I was showing, I showed Mare the, the, the progression of how it gets to the scene that I ended up showing her. I said, this is how it starts. This scene comes next. And then this is the scene that uh that you need to see and i showed her all three and that third scene it's my favorite scene in the movie (laughs) uh anyway so we'll save that for when we review it if we ever do. all right so so you talking about all these actors that look just like the people that they're portraying yeah i mean Um, they nailed it in my opinion now back back when uh and 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 this is a question that comes up now and then but i remember when the um uh the such a long, long day. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is Ray Charles film. The Ray Charles. What was the Ray Charles film? What was the name of that? Ray. Ray. That's right. <laughs> uh, and who was who was the actor? Uh, Jamie Fox. Jamie Fox. When Jamie Fox was up for best actor for Ray, and I forget, did he win? He did. He did. Yeah. I remember. That was the year where you had all these people coming up. It's like funny. All of a sudden, when it's the black man. Like up for a best actor. Sometimes people were asking, "Is it really a best actor just mimicking somebody and just looking like somebody?" <laughs> I was like, wow, that's timely. A black man up for best actor that they think's gonna win, and suddenly people are doubting whether it should be go to somebody who just looks like the person. Uh, so <laughs> it's, but I, <laughs> yeah, funny that white gold, white gold, um, baby. But it, it brings up that point. I mean, like, but. There's Gary Oldman. He doesn't. He didn't. He doesn't look like Churchill. They made him look like Churchill. Oh um, yeah. I mean, if so, you do a side by side of him and Churchill, yeah. It, it the likeness is there enough. Oh, here's the shot of Gary Oldman in the fat suit. Um, but the likeness is there enough. But you right, could told. You but, could see it's Gary Oldman. But without yeah, without without the makeup, he's not pulling off Churchill. You have to make him. No. Look like Churchill. Even if so, he gained eighty-five pounds, uh, he would still not look like Churchill. Right. So then you can get into the question of how much of it is the actor, how much of it is the makeup. Oh, he looks just like Churchill, but that's because we made him look like Churchill. Uh, is he being Churchill without? You know, would he be able to be Churchill if he didn't like? They didn't like put all the special makeup on him. Could he do Churchill on a stage play? Uh, it, it's. It, I'm not. I'm not questioning it myself, but it does raise interesting questions about to what degree the best actor role is just the actor. Right. And again, so, I, I'm still convinced that not only does he get it, but I'm also still convinced that so far it's the best performance I've seen. Well, I'll tell you this. Uh, I got a little misty during the subway or the, uh, sorry, the, the underground sequence. That's subway. At the end, it was the sub tunnel. It well, was, but it's called the underground there. Oh, it was called the underground. Oh, duh. That's what I'm saying. Because the there's a band called <laughs> the underground. I didn't mean underground. I meant the underground. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and yeah, I'm but, sorry. I apologize. It's just like I should okay. know that there's a band called the underground. That's why they named it. But whatever. Anyway. <laughs> um. Okay. But no, that was a great scene. That was a great scene. That I got a little bit. I didn't. I didn't. You know. I. I didn't. 
but I was just like that. That's touching. You know, it got to me. It was that was some good. And and you know what? Again, storytelling. The arc at the beginning where they're driving through and they show all the happy people. It's like this is going to come back. And then when he starts talking about, I don't think I've ever been on a bus. You know, it's like, oh, this is going to come back, and it does. You know, the contrast, and then him. You know, but but there's a reason for it. Him connecting with the people, and you know, they show him being so isolated, and that's part of the filmmaking too. I like that part of the film. Um, I you know, I think the only reason I didn't really get into the film, like you say you did, is that I'm not a history person. You know, so I don't really, I'm not excited by history. You know, whatever that says about me. So I'm not, and I'm especially not excited about war. I I, I can't get a war on. Well, uh, I, I just, eh, okay, yeah, it's war, whatever. Uh, I, I, yay. Um, well, so that's, that's the stuff that loses me. But I was still engaged in the story. And, I, and Gary Oldman made you care about the character. Yes. Yeah. I am... Um... Here's the thing. I like the thing. well, I like war films. I like war films and there, but there's a certain type of war film that I like and not that I'm saying this isn't it, but this isn't my choice of war film. Last year's uh um uh, don't even don't even mention Hacksaw Ridge. Don't. I, that's the kind of war film I like. I can't so <laughs> So I gotta get through this episode. You alright? Oh. Yeah. Yeah, nothing nothing came close to Hacksaw Ridge for me. Uh was. this year. So thank God. Well, I told you, uh, one of my coworkers, he goes and he sees I don't know if I've mentioned this on the show, but he goes and he sees Yes, you did. I did? Okay. He goes and he sees all the Oscar films. AMC does it. And he came to me and he said, Listen and I just thought of you immediately. He said, Are there any films that are uh, like Hacksaw Ridge last year, where it's just <laughs> that gory, you know, where it's the, that kind of realism in war. And I, t- I was like, don't worry, this year there's a couple of war films, but there's nowhere near what Hacksaw Ridge brought to, to your eyes. <laughs> it, and it, it's almost like they did it on purpose this year, too. It's almost like, yeah, maybe we should dial it back a bit. <laughs> you know, I mean, for the I first time wondering- ever, Jigsaw nominated for Best Picture. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just a fuck like, with okay. it. Okay, can we? Make, is is there how how real can we get it until we get the point where we're just watching war footage? Yeah, <laughs> and and I'm both grateful and annoyed hmm. because on the one hand I'm like, yeah, I don't want to see that shit. Thank you very much. On the other hand, a PG-13 war film, you know, talk about fucking right. sugarcoating the, you know, I yeah. What was Churchill rated? Um, I believe that was rated R, but only for... I believe it was rated R, but mainly just for swearing. But you know what? I could see this being a PG-13. Yeah, it's PG-13. Is it PG-13? Yeah, it's PG-13. Okay, I was about to say, no way that's an R. Yeah. No way. Yeah. Now, And even also, when you watch Dunkirk, you... It's, it's, yeah. it's a... I can't even say it's a hard PG-13. It's kind of somewhere between a soft and a hard PG-13. There's just enough for it to get PG-13 and a couple of more a couple of more things maybe if the battle scenes were just slightly more realistic. Well, let's let's talk about that next right. episode cuz I want to talk about about that. Okay. But uh, what I do want to say is the most depressing thing about Darkest Hour for me was I'm watching this film about uh, a country's leader who is uh well-read, uh, sure, highly educated, uh, highly intelligent, uh, deeply emotional, empathetic to the people, uh, self-deprecating, all you know, just, just, just everything that, like, just you check off the marks of just like a great man. And then I'm like, oh, yeah, we have Trump. We we have a a reality star as our president. A, well, you know what's funny. Call. One of the one of the posters that I have has a few raves on it, and one of them is, "This is the movie we need right now." <laughs> and obviously, they're paralleling what's what's happening with America right now. That's what that quote uh, is is yeah. really saying. It's like, listen, well, this is someone that everything you just said, and then here's Trump. Well. He- 
ignore Trump. Compare compare Churchill to our last wartime president, George Bush Jr. Oh yeah, w. yeah. And, and okay, if if you're a conservative and you're listening to the show, just fucking relax, and we'll get back to the movies. Okay, <laughs> it's just a slight detour. Yes, we're not seriously. Just hang on a second, then you can forget I said anything. But uh, yeah, but I mean. And, and it may, maybe there's a reason we need films like this, because because you talk, you know, all these films about th- there, all, all these Fish. films were about snatch, about defeat, and like looking into the eyes of defeat, and and like just trying to get some sort, and gaining hope from that defeat, and yeah, that pretty much sums it up. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty uh, much. But uh, um, but see, all right. But long story short, I agree with you. Gary Oldman is most likely going to get it. If he doesn't, it's going to. He's he's the favorite to win, uh, hands down so yeah. far. Um, now I don't have my list in front of me, so I can't tell you who I haven't seen. Who? What are the best actors again? It's uh, Gary Oldman for Doctor right? Stower. It's Denzel yeah. Washington for uh, Israel. That's right. Um, we these. Yeah. Um, Timothy Chalamet from Call Me by Your Name. Yeah. Daniel, That's the only one we have. Daniel Kaluuya from Get Out. And Daniel Day Lewis from Phantom Thread. Okay, so after we see Phantom Thread and um, Call Me by Your Name, I'll be I'll I'll be able to take a more firm stance on it. But so far, he's the hand down favorite. Well, yeah. Denzel Washington, I have to watch that to make a, mm. a final decision. No, you don't. You know, you don't. He's not. He's not going to get it. He's just not. But even though he's not going to get it, I might change my mind and feel that he gave the better performance. So I still would want to see it. I, I. I don't think uh, I am going to change my mind, but you never know. I, I, from, from the trailer, I'm going to tell you he's not getting it. <laughs> uh, you know. Uh, well, maybe, maybe not. I'll just, anyway, I, I, I think... I'm a Denzel fan. Oh, me I'm too. I'm not knocking Denzel. And did you notice what the poster is? It's not him looking over his shoulder. It's just him, like it's almost like a, a side profile. It's yeah, like, that's all he does. Even on a film... <laughs> Like that, it's still yeah. Well, there's there's gangster shit in that. Like he 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 steals from the mafia or something, oh, or from right. like gangsters. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And for a split second, I thought it was like based on a true story, and I'm like, wait a minute, he steals from the mafia? Oh, this is not a real movie, or it's not yeah. a not a true story. <laughs> I thought it might he might have been portraying a real person. Well, you know what? The that's the one thing I liked about that trailer is it sold me to a point where I was like, this is a real guy, right? It, it really has that feel to it. Yeah, it really uh, does. And, and and that's, I mean, and I don't even know if that was intentional. <laughs> it's just, <laughs> you know, it's like you, I mean, there's films that you watch the trailer to, like like Pain and Gain. Right. You see that trailer, you're like, yeah, this isn't a real story. Oh, that was. <laughs> yeah. And not only is it a true story, but there's a pretty kick-ass documentary that they made years ago about that. Like when it happened. Oh, I haven't you can, seen that. You can see it on Netflix. It's fucking great. Oh, I, I gotta start watching Netflix more. It's okay, fucking. I gotta it, look it that is, up. What's, I watched what's it. Called? Um, not off the top of my head, but after the show, I can I can find. We'll find it. it. Yeah, I I gotta watch that because that was fun. I I read like the like the. Dude, I forget what magazine. It, and Michael Bay, as far as I mean, based on a true story, you know how a lot of them will say based on event true events. Mm-hmm. No, nearly everything you see in a movie actually fucking happened. Well, they they change people. I, I've seen people that nitpick about it. It's like, yeah, uh, like oh, this this this. Like, yeah, all right. They changed like like the tone of certain things and like like again, it's still dramatization. It's not a documentary. Uh, I actually read the article that inspired the film when I heard about it. So okay. I know the story, but I want to see the documentary now that you're talking about it. Cool. Uh, so we're we're good with it's, this. With it's Churchill? called it's called Forty Eight Hours: Pain and Gain. Oh, okay. So you that's can cool see. That they you, kept the, I didn't even know they kept the name from the. Uh, ah, that's weird. So it's um, it's a documentary on Netflix that you can you can watch it. Ooh, all right. Um, <laughs> the real uh, Sun Jim I, Gang. <laughs> God. Uh, is there anything from Churchill that stood out to you that you wanted to mention? I'm trying to think. I'm, tr- I'm racking my brain if there's any part that um, I like. It's like, oh, ha, ha, ha. I'll tell oh, you that what, was good. Well. You know what scenes I really did like, and I just like the way it was directed, the way the cinematography was done. Everything in the courthouse, or part, you know, the um, 
where they're parliament. They're, the parliament yeah. Right. I'm sorry, not the courthouse. That's Every, okay. Everything at Parliament, where just like the the way the camera pans in and then it comes down and it kind of turns a, a hair, where you just see, just and it's like it's a smoky room, it's dark, ominous, and it just like the movie opens with that shot. It opens inside the inside Parliament. And they're talking about Chamberlain just being a horrible leader and bringing them to where they were, where they are now, and uh, they're getting rid of him, and he's just sitting there taking it. But that shot of just the whole crowd, where it's almost they're literally on top of Chamberlain in that shot, those shots I thought were brilliant. And the ones that they, you know, later on, they still have more of those shots. I thought all of those were done extremely well. As far as the film something that stood out to me it was those parliament shots but other than that yeah, well, it was kind of i mean there was a couple of um a couple of scenes in the film where gary gary Oman gave like a ridiculous performance specifically the one that they have in the in the trailer or the tv spot that i had where he says you can't re you know reason with a tiger with your head in his mouth that whole scene that's a much longer scene just gary Oldman, he just leaves everything on the table right there Oh, yeah. And he does that a few times in a few other scenes. And it doesn't feel like it's overacted at any point. It just feels it just feels right. And if it's just really well done. So if any if I took anything away from this movie is obviously Gary Gary Oldman's performance and the parliament scenes. Other than that, eh. I mean if yeah, if we're I to wasn't rate even it, impressed. No, go ahead. If you, you weren't as impressed as what? I just wasn't. I wasn't as impressed by the Parliament scenes as you were. And actually, the, when the first scene happened, all I could think was I was looking at the back rows, like they, they got to be CGI'd, right? That's got to be. That's got to be easier than getting all those people up there. That's got to be like CGI in the back. I'm, I'm looking for like the running on the cliff guys in the back row. It's like it can't be real. Looking, Why would you put people all the way up there to shoot a shot? It's like it's too much work for one shot. So that was, I, I was thinking. I was, the, I was thinking the opposite. I'm like, man, look at the the way they built this this set it's crazy the way they tried to recreate this shot it's just like i was i was thinking the total opposite i'm thinking how much money they spent to just recreate this shot it's like maybe five to ten minutes of the movie if that uh, now i was like that yeah that one guy waving his fist it's, that's not guys that guy's not real he's a he's a he's a he's a sprite cardboard cutout he's a sprite <laughs> i like he's a sprite uh, <laughs> um Scott and I texted back and forth a little bit today, and I just said, I don't think we're going to exceed an hour like we've done the first three episodes. The first three episodes are almost 90-minute episodes. And our yeah. whole thing is we want to keep these under an hour. And I think we're going to be able to do that. We're at 43 minutes right now, and I think we're just and, about and ready. And I'm already to, done. Yeah. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. So we can go ahead and rate this. Yeah, I'm bringing it up now. Um it's currently 7.4, and I think that feels pretty appropriate. I think, I'm good with a 7. I, that's what I was, was going to say. I'm pretty, I think it's a 7 feels pretty appropriate. It's, 7, done. It's by no means a bad film. It's by no means a great film. It's a good film. And I think that's... Yeah, I, 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 don't, think that's, that's I don't know what they did with my fucking demographics, but I can't look at them now, so... Well, if you click underneath Fuck. the seven point four, if you click on the thirty-seven thousand one six six, that's where the demographics are now. It doesn't let me click that. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I'm, I'm, I think you, fucking fucking. You, you need to update guitar. You need to update your flash player. <sighs> I guess I do. Can you still load? Uh, can you can you still not load our website? I haven't tried, but I'm guessing it, the answer is no. Because yeah. I don't work from home anymore, so I'm not on this computer ten hours a day. Yeah, I figured Unfortunately. out. Unfortunately, I figured out why some people can and some people cannot load our website. If you cannot load our website for any reason, you just need to update your Flash Player. Stupid Flash! My computer should do that for me. You'd think, but it doesn't. I know, I know it should. It doesn't, and. If you're running Windows, if doesn't. you're running Windows 10, if you're Which running Windows 10 or Windows Windows 7, 8, or 10, you have to update the Flash Player for every browser you use, except Edge. Edge in 10 is a real. It just does not like Flash websites at all. 
Oh. You'd, ha you'd have to oh. use an HTML5, or you'd have to use a, a newer, um, like a Moto CMS type website. If, if we're doing Geek Talk, I, I had a brief conversation with my, uh, my older stepdaughter, 25-year-old millennial. I call her, and I ask her, uh -huh. What kind of com what's your computer? Says I don't know. Says go go you know go to the start menu and bring up computer stuff. You know go to com you know computer. Says I can't do that. I have Windows 8. I don't know how to get to that screen. It's like just kill yourself. <laughs> well, you first call of yourself a millennial. Yeah right. I, you're 25 years old. You should be you should be telling me how to do that. And, and why the fuck do you have Windows 8? It was only a free up upgrade for like a year and a half. Yeah, right? And she's missed that. I, actually, she might not have missed it, but odds are she's missed the window to get a free copy of I, 10. Uh, kids today. <laughs> and the fact that when you said, what are you running? She should just, it's either Windows, uh, a I Mac. She ain't running Linux or Ubuntu. It's not, she's uh, not running either of those. Well, my, my, my younger stepdaughter wants to get a computer like hers. So it was, I'm like, what's your computer? It's an Asus. No, no, no. She called it an Asus. Asus. And I was like, wow, I've never yeah, heard it like, called that before. <laughs> Asus. No, she called it Asus. So no, it's an. Uh, Asus is the proper uh, way to pronounce it, but I called Asus, it Asus. Asus is the proper pronunciation, but I called it Asus. She called it like Asus. It was like Asus, or she called it something stupid. Let me put okay. it that way. So and I was like, no, it's it, it's Asus. <laughs> Asus is the proper Asus. pronunciation. Asus. No, no, no. Asus is the proper pronunciation. But I called it Asus yeah. for years. For years I right. called it Asus. And she called, she called it the opposite of both of those. That's what I'm getting at. And um, I was like, all right, that's the people that built the computer. I need more. Well, when you said click to start, you should have just act or asked her what her start menu, like what the little icon looked like, and that would have just told you. No. You, could, no. you would have tricked her into giving you the right answer. I, I, I don't have I don't time for games. But then she said to you, "I have Windows 8. I don't know how to get to that screen." Yeah. <laughs> so what are you ninety? <laughs> I you know it's funny today. Three people came into the site that I was working at, and they said um, they were asked their email address, and three people said. AOL just like blah 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 at AOL.com and I'm like right. and then I look over I had to peek my head up and I'm like yeah they're old I, right. it's my just, I have AOL.com emails I don't want to hear it listen if you have an AOL.com <laughs> email address odds are you're old I, I'm sorry it's the truth of the matter What's, it, what, what, right. here's how that happened back in the dawn of the internet right. the dial up we, internet we, 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 people got AOL accounts and they couldn't they just never got rid of them Joey, you, they are, you are now the old people. Joey, if Verizon hadn't given me free emails when I had bought my web page like 20 years ago or my domain, I'd still have an AOL.com account. So but here's the thing. Shut up. Here's the thing. Because I'm old. We're old. We're stop, old. Stop. Here's the thing. If no, if we'd all have AOL accounts still if AOL didn't suck a dick. Okay? Well, There's a reason exactly. why people don't have AOL accounts anymore. And it's not because that, oh, I'm not old and I'm hip. No, it's because AOL started sucking a dick about two, three years after they came out. What's, what's which, people that still have AOL.com accounts, uh, emails, or people that have the Hotmail emails? What's worse? <laughs> um, I probably have to... Well, hop, see, here's the thing. Hotmail is owned by Microsoft, and it eventually became Outlook. I don't think you could still have a Hotmail account. I oh, oh really? I don't know. Uh, you know my 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 favorite technology running gag ever is Parks and Recreation with Alta Vista. <laughs> Alta Vista. You ever watch Parks and Rec? I've seen I've seen some Parks and Rec, but I've never seen Dude, that. Yeah, I was forced to start watching it. It's a fucking hilarious show. But like, it's like this town is every time they talk about stuff, they like you know, yeah, we go to our Alta Vista, and then and like the one guy in like season three or four is like, what is what's, what is your what is this place's fascination with Alta Vista? <laughs> <laughs> it's like it's my, like they, they 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 draw attention to the joke after a while right. to make it funnier. Wow. Uh, but anyway, we're done, right? We're done. So let's let's, let's move on to our next people dying film. Ah, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Anyway, all right, so this is two, episode 266. 
of Movie Sucktastic. Um, as always, thanks for joining us. Please go to our website at moviesucktastic.com. You can download the show there. You can listen to the show there. You can tune in live every Thursday at 8 o'clock and hang out with us while we review the film. We'd love to have you join us. You can go to iTunes and you can download or listen to the show there as well. You can go to our Facebook page at facebook.com slash moviesucktastic. Everything we post from trailers to when we go live to just movie news to just stuff that interests us. In the entertainment world, it goes on our Facebook page. You can leave us email. The address is themovieguys at moviesucktastic.com. You send us something, we'll read it on the show. You can also go to our Tumblr page at moviesucktastic.tumblr.com. You want to leave us voicemail? It's 908-514-4470. We'll play that on the show if you do it. And you can oh, down yeah. you can download the free app for your Android devices. Everything I said is in the app. It's 100% free. It's one of Which the... I just renewed, so it's oh, good for another year. Nice. Uh, if you ever need me to take over that that cost, just let me know. I got it. All right. I got it. You do all the work. I'll I'll spring the cash. Oh, ooh, nice. Um, everything in that uh, is what I mentioned. It's 100% free. It's how I listen to our show in my vehicle. If you have a headphone jack, you could use that. If you have Bluetooth, even better. I highly recommend it. You should absolutely get it. Oh yeah. And uh, do you have any words of wisdom, Mr. Wilson? Up your bum! <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll talk to you. Whatever. <laughs> In about five minutes. Up your bum! Up your bum! <laughs> That's winning him the Oscar, that one. Oh, yeah. Up your bum. I wonder if he says it in his acceptance speech. <laughs> he should do, yeah, he should do that to the crowd. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Bye-bye. What? Where are you going? <laughs>